Hunter, what's up, my friend? Oh, nothing. How are you? I'm doing okay right now. Yeah, look at us pulling a uh, midday recording here. Who are we? I know. And uh, because it's Saturday, I slept in, so the viewers are in for a treat. They get to listen to sultry, deep voice, Hunter. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, that coffee will have uh, deep voice Hunter and farty Hunter. <laughs> Hopefully not, but maybe. <laughs> oh, man. How you doing? Doing pretty good, all things considered. Had a couple... Yeah. Um, couple tough moments this week um just with personal stuff and um you know but uh, be like that sometimes it does be like that sometimes but work is pretty good slow but pretty good um but yeah we're just we're just hanging out you know yeah yeah sorry we didn't get to have the episode last week we had we had some life to happen so uh, but we're we're getting back on track here. Glad to glad to be back on. Felt like uh last week was incomplete, not recording. I know. It's almost like because I gauge it when the episode releases, I gauge my week based off of that. Yeah. And so when Friday rolled around, I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah, I was uh I was going through the week and I was like, "Man, it's just something's missing." But it's probably because one, like we said, life happens, and two. We never seem to be able to record at a normal time or a regular time. So it's just kind of when we have a free minute. So, yeah. Oh, well, we're back at it now, though. But uh, glad you're doing well. How's uh, how's the family there? The the dog and fiance. Oh, they're doing great. We're um, <clears throat> we're we're getting ready to put some final touches on wedding stuff. Um. I'm trying to think of actually what's left. It's kind of hard when you get down to the end of it. You're like, there's only a couple things left to do. And then you rack your brain because you're like, surely there's more. But there's really there's really not that much to do. We actually got uh, our guest list. We got all the invitations. Um, got all of them put together. We did them ourselves. We didn't, we didn't pay the stupid amount of money that some of these companies would want to charge for invitations. We bought a template on Etsy for like 20 bucks and then paper at Hobby Lobby was on sale for like $8. <laughs> and then we bought some envelopes and we used those Avery uh, address labels. And I mm -hmm. uh, actually took uh, the PNG. I stripped the, the information and the lettering off of our invitation template and mm -hmm. took the floral pattern and copied and pasted it onto the Avery templates so now our uh, our address labels have the appropriate matching floral pattern because wow. uh, winning at life. <laughs> Look at you, hacker so man! All that was free, and uh, you know we paid for the labels, we paid for the for the envelopes, but like all the customization stuff, I just did that. And so we got all those put together and stamped and mailed off. So um, some of them we're going to be able to give in person, so we didn't mail those, but. Uh, the, the lot of them we did, we dropped off in the mail and so they're on their way. And I know it's a little early because the wedding's in October, but we elected to not do save the dates because it just seemed kind of silly to send two pieces of paper to each household. Mm -hmm. So we just are going to send out the invitations a little early <clears throat> and everything else is digital. So people will be able to save the website and that way, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just seems silly to both of us to do a save the date and, you know, if, if you can't, if you can't know months out, like it's, it's over a hundred days. I feel like that's, that's pretty safe, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and if you're using the website for most of the stuff, you can just put a RSVP section in there. So, oh yeah. It, all of our RSVP is digital. Like it's all through the knot. So we, um, we have it all set up that, uh, when you get your invitation, you'll see, cause yours is on the way. But, uh, when, when you get your invitation, we didn't do like a RSVP card that you return. Like there's a, mm -hmm. there's a RSVP card in there, but it says, Hey, here's the website. Here's where you go to do it. I mean, if you have any trouble, here's my cell phone number because you can text me and say, Hey, I'm coming and I can go on the back end and, and RSVP for you. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really user-friendly. I've actually already had some people RSVP um, through the website 
and um, <clears throat> you can set it up to where anybody can, or you have like a predetermined guest list. So like if somebody was to just stumble on our wedding website and uh, and type in their name like they <laughs> they they would not find themselves because it is guest list specific. So ah. um, but yeah, like if one of our friends types in their name, it'll pull up their party, you know, like one yeah. of our friends and his girlfriend will be listed and he can say yes or no for both of them. So there you go. So you don't want to have Vince Vaughn crushing your wedding. No, <laughs> no. Um, Owen Wilson would be okay. Oh, <laughs> Owen Wilson would be okay because he's in Loki right now, and I'd like to talk to him about that. But uh, Vince Vaughn, no thanks. <laughs> Everybody's looking forward to you. You all are just in one of the offices there, just talking about uh, TV shows and movies. We're talking to Lightning McQueen about his role with Loki. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm sure that would go over well with everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, who cares? It's our wedding. Yeah, whatever, dude. So, but yeah, so to make a long story even longer, that was that was how we did our <laughs> invitations. Uh, we yeah, so I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, and I think I think we just have a couple details left to get to get squared away, and uh, we're getting close. We're getting close. There you go, man. Getting her whipped. I tell you, planning a wedding, it is. It's, I feel like it just takes forever, but when it's done, you're like. Uh, what did I forget? Uh, what 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 did we do? And then you'll be like yeah. that up to the day of. So get ready. <laughs> oh boy, I'm excited. Well, that's one word for what you are about it. But <laughs> give me Hunter. just a moment. I'm I'm gonna yes. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna open the door to let Gray out because he's standing here looking at me, and I think he's gonna start crying. So I'm gonna just let him out of the room. There we go. <laughs> Ta-da. Okay. Now, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say, tell me about some of these stories you, uh, ah, you experienced this week. Yes. So, as as the title of the podcast goes, my dearest sun babies, this is sheer and utter nonsense. And most of the nonsense we've discussed has been work-related. However, I have stumbled across two major instances of nonsense in my personal life. And I just have to share them with you because, oh, Lord. And the first one uh, takes place at the uh, the driver services center or the DMV. And everybody collectively is going, of course, you idiot. There's going to be nonsense at the DMV. <laughs> I understand. But let me tell the story anyway, because it's pretty funny. So to give a little background, <clears throat> when... I purchased my car and set up my insurance and registration and all that. It would have been stupidly expensive for me to do it just in my name. So I was listed and my parents were listed on the insurance. And then my parents' names were on the car for the sole purpose of making my insurance cheaper, which was appreciated because I didn't want to pay out the butt for for car insurance. So now that I am on my own and am sufficient and able to, you know, live <laughs> uh without their uh, their financial assistance, uh we decided uh that it was probably time to put the car and registration and everything in my name alone. Um which you know, is a hefty process. <laughs> so, um, I have a custom license plate and it, uh, so it needed to be transferred as well as the title and the registration. <clears throat> so title and registration was pretty easy. Got all that squared away, but the license plate was a different issue. And, um, so it turns out that a license plate, if you have a custom plate, at least in my state, it has to be surrendered before anyone else can use it. So I didn't know this. And so I had to get a piece of paper to my parents where they had to sign that they were surrendering the rights to this custom license plate because it was in their name, but it was on my car. So they did that. Then they bought me uh, the they didn't buy it. The uh, the DMV 
gave me a basic license plate and they're like, all right, well, you're going to have to just like reapply for this, for this tag. So I had to wait for it to become available again. And then I had to order it a second time and I had to wait for it to get approved. And it was just a big ordeal. So basically I had to, (laughs) instead of just transferring the plate, I had to like, facilitate it being canceled and then i had to wait for it to be available again and then i had to order it and just it was real close there for a second i thought i might lose the plate that would and then turn right and then turns out you can transfer a license plate but the lady that i went to first when i had my title and registration did not know that and so she did it she did it to where the license or the title and the registration were transferred, but the plate was just not. So long story short, <laughs> there was a little bit of confusion. It was a very complicated issue, but there was a little bit of confusion. And I basically had to buy my license plate that I have on my car right now a second time <laughs> so that I could get it oh. transferred into my name and my county. So I've got it now. It's on there. I am now the sole owner of that custom plate. So from now until the day I die, I can still use it. And, you know, but it was it was really interesting. And I'll say this. They were helpful, which was nice. Um, But it was really confusing. There's a lot, a lot of bureaucracy that goes into all the driver services stuff. Yep. And it seems like a lot of them and they were honest about it, at least they're like, we've never done anything like this. So. Uh, I was like, oh, I appreciate you working on it. <laughs> like, I really didn't want it to be an issue, but uh, here we are. So, yeah, so they, just took f- the, they took the scenic route to get there. Absolutely. You know, but at least they were helpful. So, um, yeah, so I had a, a fun time at the DMV and that's my first mm-hmm. story. More of a more of an appetizer palate cleanser to get you ready for this next one, because this <laughs> one's a little bit of a doozy. Oh, so I don't know if I've mentioned it or not on the podcast, but I'm getting married and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this may be the first time I brought it up, but um, we went to a place to get our suits and the colors we've picked out are pretty unique. And so we started at men's warehouse and they didn't they didn't have anything that matched. And then we tried a couple of the online retailers and they didn't have anything that matched either. And so there's this awesome place called K&G Fashion, which is what I understand a, a discount. Um, it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like the, not really like the Amazon returns, but like the overstock and and things that didn't sell. Like, I'm pretty sure these are suits. They're brand new, right? So you're buying them just as you would from the designer, but but they're older. You know what I mean? So like they yeah. have, they have suits, but like it's not the newest ones. And, and so for that, you get them cheaper. So not in style, <laughs> but they have a massive, and I mean, massive variety. Absolutely huge. I mean, it's basically a warehouse. And so we go and we made very short work of finding suits that matched, uh, my suit is going to be blue and the groomsmen's suits are going to be gray. And so we found both that matched. And so we got mine, got that taken care of, but then I needed everybody's sizes so that we could get the groomsmen's suits. And, and so I talked to the manager and I was like, what do we do? And he said, here's what you do. You get me all the guys sizes. Then you call me and you tell me them and I will get them collected for you. And then I'll let you know when I've got them and then you can come pick them up. So I did that. I got all the groomsmen's sizes, double checked everybody's measurements, you know, um, everybody's kind of scattered. So I had to, had to, uh, do it to where it was all together. Uh, cause they would ended up spending much more money if I had not done it the way I've done it. But, um, <clears throat> so I got everybody's measurements and called it in. So about a week and a half later, I get a phone call and they're like, Hey, the suits are here. And I was like, sweet. So we went to pick them up, and when we get there, I don't see the uh, the suits, and the guy that we talked to on the phone was busy with someone else, and so I told Bree, I said, hey, let's just wait in the checkout line, 
behind the counter is where you can pick up your suits if they've been altered. And so I thought for sure, since this is a special order, they'll have them all back there marked up, you know, ready to go. Yep. So we wait in line and uh, it becomes plainly apparent from the moment we enter the store that all the staff there, you know what? I'm glad they have a nice working environment. I really am. But they were more concerned with socializing with each other and cutting up and having a good time than they were helping the customers that were in the store. Well, who wants to help some cripple guy? Yeah, right. I should have called the. <laughs> I should have called the uh, ADA. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it takes forever to get through the line. So we finally get up there. And I said, hi, I've ordered six identical suits. I don't exactly know where they are, but I got a phone call that said they were here and I figured I'd let you know and, uh, and we could see where they're at. And every single one of them looks at me like I'm speaking an alien language. And they're like, we don't know anything about a special, special order. And they're like, who did you talk to? And I said, Melvin, I talked to Melvin. And, uh, they said, Oh, well then you got to go talk to him. And I was like, okay. And they, they paged him to come to the front. They said, all right, if you'll step out of line and step over here, uh, we'll tell him to meet you here. So he comes up and meets us and he's like, Oh yeah, of course I got them. They're ready for you. And so he gets a buggy and he starts walking to the back of the store. And so we follow him. Cause I don't know, like he doesn't tell me he's, he's not like, Hey, I'm gonna go get him and be right back. I thought, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. So we follow him. We get like three fourths of the way through the store and he turns around and he goes, Oh, I didn't realize y'all were following me. He's like, they're in the back. You can't go back there with me. And so we were like, "Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Melvin. (laughs) And so, so we stood there. He comes out with our buggy full of suits and it's been like a very, it's been a, a considerable wait for us, you know, and we're not trying to be impatient. I'm just saying we waited a good little bit. And so he comes out with our suits and he stops with the buggy full of our suits to chat and cut up with some of his coworkers. And we're like, oh, come on, dude. Like, I am so happy that you're enjoying your work, but can you give me the buggy? And then we'll like, then you can talk. Like, I, I, you know, um, please, please. <laughs> and so, um, he, uh, he, he brings him over and he pulls out his piece of paper and he's like, let me double check these sizes for you. He's like, la, 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 la. And he reads down the list and they all match. And he's like, all right, there you go. And he gives us the buggy. So we push the buggy back up to the front of the store. And I said to Bree, I was like, we, we probably should check these before we leave just to make sure that they're all the right size. Like he read off that piece of paper and that was right, but he didn't look at every single tag on every single suit. Yeah. And, you know, so we don't know, like there could be some in here that aren't the right size. And so we get up there. And so now this is uh, time number two that we're waiting in this long line to get up to the to the checkout. And again, everybody's taking their sweet time. And it's not like, you know, you get up there and you're the next in line. You're like four or five people deep every single time you get in the line. So it, it takes a hot minute. So while we're standing there in line, I start looking through the tags. And five out of the six of them are correct. But one of them is a 40 and should be a 42. And so I'm like, shoot. <laughs> Melvin. this is like this is wrong i i said i was like honey do you want me to get out of line and go get melvin at there at that point there was a guy in line behind her who was absolutely tweaking out on drugs like just absolutely crazy and we both had this unspoken look of like please let's not be left alone near this guy so um <laughs> so i'm like all right well what we'll do so if i can't get out of line or, you know, we're going to stand here. We'll get up there and we'll just tell him and they can page him and he'll take care of it. So we wait in the line, we get up there. And I said to the lady, I said, hi, how are you? I said, before we get started, I just wanted you to know that these are those special order ones from Melvin. 
one of them is wrong, but the rest of them are right. So is it possible? Can we, like I said, so, so do we call him or, you know, I was like, I was asking, like, what do we do? And so she pages him and then they're all kind of chattering behind the, uh, behind the counter. And this one lady comes up and she goes, I thought, I thought you already got taken care of. I thought he already took care of you. And I said, yes, ma'am, he did. But one of the sizes is wrong. I said, so I was going to see if he could swap it out for the right size. And so she, she calls him and explains it to him. And here he comes up to the front. Uh, and they're, they're like, okay, come over here to this register and, and wait for just a minute. And, and while we get this sorted out. So we're standing at this register at the end of the line. And he comes up and I said, hey, you know, out of the six of these, only one of them's wrong. He's like, okay. He's like, no problem. I have extras in the back. I know I have a 42 back there. I'll go take the 40 and swap it out for you. And I'll be right back. And so he leaves. So we have a buggy full of five suits with the sixth one on the way to, you know, be, be swapped out. And we're standing there. And one of the cashiers walks over to us. And we notice another set of customers walking over to us. And the customers look at us like, like we just murdered their family. And the cashier says, and I'm not exaggerating. The cashier says, um, I've got somebody else coming here to check out. Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it took me, it took me aback. And I was really, at this point I was over it, but I was really trying to show some grace and be, be nice about it. I understand things happen. I know they're busy, but I told Bree, I'm like, don't get upset with me. Like I didn't make a mistake. You know, we okay, have a buggy full of Brazilla. <laughs> I've got a buggy full of five suits here. You could get started. <laughs> like you could start scanning these. It would not be hard, but instead they got snippy with us. And basically we're like, Hey, move. <laughs> and so, uh, I was like, oh, 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 okay, sorry. I didn't suggest for her to start scanning because obviously her mind had already been made up. So we get out of line and wait for Melvin to come back with our corrected suit. He apologizes. And he said, all right, just get back in line. I said, do we really have to get back in line, Melvin? And he said, yeah. I said, this is the third time we've been through the line. And he goes, oh, I know, that's my fault. And I'm like, okay melvin (laughs) that's my fault i was like okay melvin i said we appreciate everything you've done for us and uh we'll see you later and so we get in the line for a third time wait in the line get up to the cashier and the way this works is there's a line and it's it's like there's the line of cashiers and when somebody leaves they call you over and so the lady makes eye contact with us and then looked away And I thought that was a mutual, like, hey, come on over. I'm ready for you. So we walk over there. And I said, hey, how are you? And she goes, oh, oh, no, no. I don't know what to do about all this special order stuff. (laughs) She's like, I I can't check you out. And at this point, I was about to say, I literally was about to go, there's nothing special about the checkout process. All you have to do, like Melvin ordered them special. But now all you have to do is ring them up like normal. That's all that's got to happen. But before I could say that, she cuts me off and yells at her manager. What do I do about these custom suits? And he was like, he turns to her and he goes, you just ring them up like normal. She's like, oh, okay. And so then she starts starts (laughs) ringing them up. She starts ringing them up and I'm like making sure that she's getting my coupons and she's giving me the right deals because obviously all these people don't know what they're doing in a store that sells suits. (laughs) So, so, um, we got it all taken care of and it, it was just so incredibly frustrating because like, I understand that things happen and that it was like a twofold issue. I understand things happen. I wasn't upset about the mix up. I was upset about the lack of communication and the laissez faire attitude of the employees when I was being very nice and very respectful and very kind and very patient, trying to get this sorted out in a timely manner. And they were all just concerned with what Sheila had said the other night, you know? Um, Yeah. 
And so that was the first issue. The second issue for me was how rude some of them were when it literally was not my fault that the setbacks happened. And that really bothered me because we tried so hard to be nice to these people. It's hard when you're frustrated, you know, to be intentionally nice to others. But we were really, really trying. I know we were really, really trying, but it just rubbed me the absolute wrong way because they were so hateful. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have to put up with this, you know, like, (laughs) um, so, um, we get out, we got them. They're here now. They look great. We're going back in September to get fitted. So hopefully it won't be an issue then. Um, but all that to say, I think in the end, it all, it all is pretty worth it because they had a deal going on. It was buy one suit, get two free. Wow. In addition, I had a 20% off your entire purchase on top of that BOGO deal. So I had six suits and I ended up paying for only two of them. And so I took that total and divided it amongst six for the groomsmen. So they could, cause they're paying for their suits. I just was the one who got them and got the good deal. Um, so for everyone, all six groomsmen, you want to take a stab. I think, you know, because you're in the group chat, but do you want to take a guess at how much each suit cost individually after all said and done? And the, t- the total was divided six ways. Mm, well, $100, $65. Woo! <laughs> how about that how about that man i feel Look pretty accomplished out here snatching these deals i think that's pretty reasonable dude that is spectacular for for all the suits you got and shoot man if they got stuff like that if you ever need suit yourself that's the way to go man heck that's where i got mine they had a buy one get one deal uh for my suit and so I got two suits for 150 when I bought my wedding suit. And then I just got a second one that I thought looked sharp for like Easter or something. It's a very light gray. I don't have any light gray suits. And so I was like, I yeah. want one. It's got some striping on it. It's really nice. Everybody needs a gray suit. So, so yeah, so there was, it was a little frustrating, but to be honest, um, it was looking back on it now. Um, I think it was worth it. Oh, most definitely, man. It's suits are ridiculously expensive. So being able to basically steal them for that price, dude, yeah. you, uh, you came out on the very good end of that exchange. I mean, just, just for, just for reference, renting from men's warehouse was going to be easily double that. And that didn't even include like the shoes or the shirt. So to pay half for a suit you get to keep and then, you know, they, they can take care of their like black dress shoes. I'm sure everybody has a pair. A white dress shirt is not hard to find. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it is dirt cheap and I'm super happy about, um, super happy about how it worked out. So, um, you know, you rocked it, dude. Like a hurricane, man. Man, Sheila though, caught, causing all that gossip in there. Oh, hit the man. day hard. Sheila needs, she needs to get her stuff together. <laughs> uh, well, man, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you conquered and overcame the, the retail process. Yeah, right. I know it's when, and I'm right there with you, man. I know when you're trying to get stuff. Oh my gosh. I've already expressed my frustration with waiting in lines and whatnot, but when mm-hmm. you have a rude cashier, someone whose literal job it is to associate with the public, then it's like, man, I think you're in the wrong line of work. But yep, I, definitely from the deal that you got there, man, it is 100% uh, worth going through that. Because like I said, $65 or whatever for a suit. Uh, get out of here. Yeah. Normally and that's something that, that these guys will get to keep. And it's not yeah, like it's an ugly gray. Like it's a nice gray. You know, we just had trouble matching it to ours, but it's a really nice gray and they get to keep them. Yeah, dude. Normally if you're buying a suit, I mean, even if you go to like, 
like a Belks or JC Penney's or something, man, you're still paying easily, easily double that. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty happy with with how it all turned out. It just was a little frustrating dealing with uh, difficult people. But, you know. I do love it, though, when you're somewhere like that trying to check out and someone, instead of using like a walkie-talkie or walking over, they just scream to the manager. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do I do with these? It was, it was oh. a little interesting, to be honest, you know. But it just seemed like none of them were willing to to help. That's that's really the vibe I got. They were just like, ah, no. Well, Hunter, you were disrupting their conversations. That was very rude <sighs> well, of you. I know my my fault. Everybody, my bad. I mean, I, I I'd be upset with you too if you did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh so. well, got it whipped though. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, yeah, I went today. And uh, racking up on some last-minute Father's Day presents. This will be out after Father's Day, so it's okay to talk about it, I guess, here. But <laughs> me and my dad were working on my uh, my car the other day, and we had to get under and change the starter out. And, and all my life, we've always... Let me go back. My dad is somewhat probably the best repair man that I know. I've I've yet to see something unless it just requires like a, a lift or something that he cannot fix. So anytime I got car trouble, it's always, hey dad, can can we work on this? So all my life we've just been sliding under cars. Put them up on the jack stands and the jack and just roll slide under there and it's always a pain, especially now that my dad's getting a little older, but he's like, man, a floor creeper sure would be a good present for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, that's the kind of thing I love. You know, I love it when people say, this is what I would really like. And oh, some people would argue that that ruins the surprise. I don't. If you tell it, me what you want, mm-hmm. man, that's, oh, I love it. See, and I know it's, you and me probably think the same way on this, but I don't get the whole the whole spectacle behind oh it's got to be a surprise man yeah. if you want something tell me what you want so i can get you the thing that you would like to have if you don't tell me and then i get you something and you don't want it or you can't use it it's like well this could have all been avoided if we didn't have this stigma of it have to be a surprise or else it's not i a good agree present. i can't tell you how many times i've you know, I've seen it happen and I've had it happen to me a couple of times. I've seen it happen more than it's happened to me, but where you try to buy something for somebody and, and you're like, Oh, I think they would really like this. And then they just, you can tell they're just like, Oh, I, I'm not going to like this. It's like, well, yeah. I hate that. Cause now like, then you feel guilty and you're like, well, this person, like they, they have to keep it cause they're, they don't want to, they don't want to be rude about it, you know? But like, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I've I've never understood why we have to make everything a, make it all a surprise. Like for little kids, kids just love opening presents. So you could literally get mm-hmm. them whatever. But like, what are you going to get a parent that they aren't going to go and be able just to get themselves? Literally. So like my dad, yeah, it's something he can use. He mentioned it and... I'm sure he didn't get, he's not gotten one just because he's always just been able to slide under a vehicle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's something that he wanted. What I've started doing for Caroline to buy stuff is I do my best to remember things she tells me throughout the year. But when it gets closer to like birthday and Christmas, I'm like, make me a list of like three or four things that you would like and I'll pick what I can from the list. So. It's still a surprise because she loves loves the surprise of it. I'm like, man, I want to get you something that you want. Just tell me what it is. Why why would you not want that over, oh, what is this? Never yeah. understood it. I mean, me personally, I guess it's just the, the way we've been conditioned, but I really don't like surprises because one, in just the small scale scheme of things, 
if you buy me a present I don't like or something I'm not going to use, I've done my best to work on it, but man, my emotions show on my face. So if I open it up and I'm like, ugh, I'm not going to use this at all, or it looks gaudy or something, then it's like, you know it. (laughs) Yep. See, I always try to look down whenever I open stuff, because if I don't like it, I need to like fix my face real quick, but... (laughs) <laughs> see it's just it's it it doesn't come from a place of get me what i want yeah because this is specifically what i want yeah. i just think that it's like it is when when somebody tells you hey you know i'd really like this it's like oh i can do that for you and i can fulfill your wish to the t you know what yes. i mean like yes. i think guys are just guys are just more blunt about things like i'm not the type to be like <laughs> I, i'm gonna drop hints like i'll just say hey this would be nice to have you know yeah man and so I'm i don't i don't right know i don't know you. why there's this the stigma of oh, it's got to be a surprise i completely agree with you because it's not a bad thing for for guys to be blunt and be like okay yeah this is what i want and then when you say hey this is what i want we take that we're like perfect we can do that for you perfect yeah yeah and like you said, it's not about get me this because it's what I want. I'm I'm very grateful when someone takes the time to buy me something, and Absolutely. I don't want it to come. I don't want to come off like I'm. I this is what I want. Not the only thing that'll fulfill this need in my life. But if if it's some kind of just gaudy T-shirt or something like that, it's like I appreciate you thinking of me. I'm never gonna wear this. But, right. you know, it, it's like you said there, if you tell me exactly what you want or if if I mention something, hey, this would be nice if you're getting me a present for anything, roll with that, you know? And I'm not someone who's going to be like, oh, man, I'd love this brand new MacBook computer for my birthday. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have you spend 1200 or $1,400 on me, but, hey, I'd like a new watch. Hey, I'd like a pocket knife, you know, stuff like that. and. I don't know. That's just my my take on it. I I've never been able to understand the oh, I can't tell you what it is. It's a surprise or just surprise me with whatever you want. Cuz I'm someone who if you don't tell me, I'm buying you something practical. Yeah. Like I think that presents and and gifts that you're giving somebody that that are useful. I mean, that's just the way my mind works. Like same. I'm like yeah, what man. would I enjoy? If I was this person, what would I enjoy? And that's that's what I do. And you know, some sometimes I'm not right about it, but like that's that's what I do. If you can't give me ideas, I'm like, what? Hmm. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many f- good flashlights I've given out as presents. People probably never use them, but I'm like, hey, this is a good gift. <laughs> yeah, you can always use a flashlight. Keep it in your vehicle. <laughs> I guess that's kind of why like Dirty Santa's hit and miss because, you know, I, it's hard to to know what other people are interested in um, without them saying, yeah. hey, I like this and I like that, you know, and there there is an element of you should know the people you're buying gifts for, right? Like that, that makes sense. But what do you, what, you know, what do you buy somebody who has the ability to buy themselves whatever they want? Exactly. Like, it's so much easier to buy a gift for a kid because a kid can't really most of the time go to the toy store and buy themselves whatever you know so when they get uh you know a a transformer they're like whoa and kids what they want changes so often it's like you just got to get whatever the hot thing is right then yeah but it's like i said i think kids would just just about rather open the present than even have what's in in the present i mean that's yeah that's how (laughs) I was thinking back this past Christmas, my, uh, uh, I guess it'd be Caroline's cousins, I guess they're kids, but they, uh, they got this, one of those plastic playhouses you can put together something like that. And I got there at Christmas and the two of them were playing in the box. <laughs> They had this box flipped over and they were jumping in and out of it and covering each other up with it. And uh, the boy, he got a little remote controlled like off-road car. He was ramping it off of pillows into the box. Like, heck yeah. Kids just love that stuff. But man, tell me what you want for a gift. Yeah. Like we, we drew names this year for Caroline's family 
and uh, me and her both got a couple of the guys. Both of them got a Swiss Army knife. Both of them, <laughs> <laughs> because that's a good practical gift. So, yep. Uh, but there's the PSA: tell people what you want. Don't expect surprises, because it just leads to disappointment. I would ends I would relationships. Agree with that. It breaks up families when you wait for surprises. It does. It does. <laughs> All right, moving on from that. Hunter, I thought this week something really fun, and I've seen a whole lot of, and I'm shocked we haven't done anything with it yet. I thought for the last little bit here, we could go on and talk about some of our favorite and the and the ridiculous uh, cryptids of the world. What say you? Yes, sounds good to me. Man, I don't know what it was that really got this going again, but I've seen it all over Twitter, and I've seen so many different things on Facebook, and uh, just been around all week, so I thought it was the perfect thing to hit on. And if you don't know what a cryptid is, think... Bigfoot, uh, think the Loch Ness Monster, think Slenderman, Mothman. Those are all like the cryptids. And some of those might fall into different categories, but it's those fictional beings and things like that. Uh, I remember growing up, the there was always Slenderman was the big one and how he <clears throat> goes and kidnaps kids and uh, did you ever see that article about those two girls that killed their friend and said that Slender Man told them to do it? <laughs> oh, gosh. These two girls ended up getting life in prison because they were, they, I think they were 15 or 14 at the time, because they uh, lured their other friend into the woods and they killed her there. And said that you Slender know, Man told them to do it. At first, I was like, I don't remember this. But now the details about going into the woods, that 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 made it all click. Yeah, I do remember that now. Man, it, stuff like that. Complete nonsense, okay? If you don't no, know Slender Man, look him up. He's a big, like, eight-foot-tall guy with no face, and he wears a suit. So that'll, uh, that'll give you the, the gist there, but... He Man. really took off in popularity. Like a, it yeah. was the creepy pasta stuff yep, on YouTube. Creepy, that, that's where it started. Was creepy pasta, and then the video game happened, and that really launched into the mainstream too. So, and it's so crazy that like, you know, trends come and go, but it's it's just wild to me seeing now all these years after we've been in middle school, you and I, and and whatnot, how these things that we heard about and that were going around on the spooky spaghetti and things like that uh they're coming back now and people yep. are still talking about them mm-hmm. I, I was telling my uh my mom and sister this morning what we were recording about and, uh she said i don't think that you should uh you should put slender man and mothman in the same thing like that i said why she goes well because mothman's real and slender man's not <laughs> I said, I said, Mothman Moth is not real. She's like, yeah, there's pictures of him when he's on a bridge that's that he had uh, destroyed. I was like, you're telling me that a flying moth that's the size of a person with movable and usable thumbs is real. Mm. And yeah. some redneck idiot hadn't shot it down yet? No. Oh, yeah, because he's all. It's always in the south. So you're, te- yeah. Everybody here is always uh, loaded in their house or packed, and you're telling me that if they saw a red-eyed, human-sized moth flying to the air, that a clip's not getting unloaded into it. Yeah, literally. You can't tell me that. I mean, it's it's crazy. and of That's course, the worst-looking dare I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm a shooter. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If no. I was in the woods hunting, which I, I do hunt, uh, and it's just becoming daylight because I'm used. I try to get out there about an hour before sunrise, so it's just coming daylight, and you know, sun's peeking over the mountains and whatnot. And then coming out of the tree from next to me, I see a person that's a moth 
I'm clipping the the safety off, my friend. Like, mm-hmm. yep, that is just absurd stuff. I it always amazes me how just mainstream these things come, and there's always these yep. blurry pictures as evidence. It's like, man, in yeah. today's time, how are you not getting a 4K picture of literally? One of these things? And you know what? Here's something. I'm so glad that we're talking about this because there's no good way to bring this this up, but. I I watched some of these funny videos about like people who go hunt Bigfoot. And so these people are out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And they're like teaching the people like the documentarian, they're teaching the documentarian about their tactics on how to communicate with Bigfoot. And they're like knocking on trees and like howling and yelling and howling into the air. And they're like, that's how we communicate with him. Like when you knock on the tree, sometimes you'll hear him knock back. And they're like, if you howl, sometimes you can hear him howl way in the distance. You you can hear that. I'm like, how do you know that there's just not another group of nutso Bigfoot hunters out there? And y'all are talking to each other and knocking on trees to each other. And you're like, oh, it's Bigfoot. Like, <laughs> like the odds of there being another group of people in the woods somewhere else and they're like knocking on trees. You you got to be kidding me. Are you, really that never crossed your mind that in this area that is known where people go looking for Bigfoot and it happens oh, all yeah. the time that there's a tourist yeah. attraction for it. You mean to tell me you think you're the only people in the woods knocking on trees and yelling into the air. Like come on. They're all just you know- out there knocking on trees and yelling at each other. <laughs> you want to know what else sounds like uh uh, Bigfoot yelling back at you whenever what? Gray gets excited. That is true. It does sound like that. That's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, it, and yeah, they go out in the woods and they're like, this is my Bigfoot call. Ready for this? And it's they just like scream <laughs> at this thing. It's like, literally. I couldn't tell you as a kid, I grew up on a farm. We had woods around and things like that. I couldn't tell you how many times I was just out in the woods just screaming, just yeah. because I was. 10 like i don't understand how that couldn't have crossed their minds because i I mean that's the first thing i thought the first thing i thought was uh how do you know that's not somebody else because if this is a known tactic if this is what people do you know who's to say that 20 miles away there's not some other group of people out there looking for bigfoot and they're knocking on trees like hold hold on a minute you hear that you hear that yell all the way over there that's gotta be him Really, it's just Jim Bob, you know? <laughs> and you know what else I, I don't I don't think they've ever fully thought of? Because I don't know if you're a Bigfoot hunter, what your supply list is, but on all those documentaries and videos and stuff I've seen, I never see anybody carrying a weapon. What are nope. you doing if this 10-foot, 500-pound uh, Wookiee comes out of the woods <laughs> charging at you with a, uh, with a limb as big around as a... Gosh, I don't know, as a baseball bat. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, maybe they're not, you're not out afraid that. of it. But you think, you'd think that if, if he was, if people were really that concerned about it, that they'd take weapons out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, it <sighs> it, it, it makes no sense. Because all I'm doing is, if, if there's a group of us that are going Bigfoot hunting, and don't get me wrong, if I'm ever somewhere on like a vacation and they have like Bigfoot hunting guide, 10 out of 10, I'm calling that number. I'm going on a Bigfoot hunt. <laughs> but if one came charging out of the woods, you're about to see me beat Usain Bolt's record for sprinting because Bye. I'm out of there, <laughs> homie. I am gone, and whoever's next to me, I'm pushing you down as fast as I can. <laughs> I don't have to be the fastest. I just got to be faster than you. That's true how that works i mean stuff like that it's just so ridiculous and yeah we can we consume it so much because it's just it's the ridiculousness of it uh bigfoot's always the one that it it just wears me out because in today's time as good as phones are like it can be pitch black and like all the lights and windows covered here where i'm at and I can take a picture and put my phone on night mode and you'd think that it was uh, just in late in the evening. Like you can mm-hmm. see everything perfectly. And yet our pictures look like they were made with a, 
1940s camera where the bulb explodes every time yeah. that you take a picture. Like that and, and uh, the Loch Ness Monster. That's the other one. Yep. Every single image is like, wow, we see it over there 14 miles away. Let me right. pull out my, no- my Nokia phone and take a picture of this real quick. Yeah, it's so uh, funny. It's it's insane. But it'd be I different. You know, people people make the argument, and I don't want to segue too far into aliens because of all the government oh, stuff. Oh, go ahead, like the, man. We could talk about that in an episode in and of itself. But with aliens, the logic is they have such an advanced set of technology that our technology could be neutralized by their technology. You know, like at least that is an argument that could make sense. You know, we couldn't take yeah. a picture with our iPhone because the iPhone struggled to see the ufo because of how advanced it is but when it's bigfoot who's like you said a wookie or the Loch Ness <laughs> monster like what do they have emps no <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it, i don't know that that excuse doesn't really work for those <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong if i would absolutely think it is the coolest thing if somebody was like yeah, we found this Bigfoot over here in the woods and we caught him in our in our foot snare. It's like, yeah, that would be just crazy. And I'd say, hey, I was wrong. There's yeah. there's a Wookiee that's among us. But man, out of, like you said, just the technology that we have, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to get a good picture of these exactly. things. It's like, if we know where they live, if we know this Bigfoot territory here, let's go yeah. find one of these bad boys. Literally. And something else, you know how you know how I'm really confident they don't exist other than what they are? You're telling me that if there was a ten foot Wookiee that was living in the middle of Colorado in the mountains, you don't think that the government wouldn't be there trying to catch it? Yeah. You don't think they'd catch have him and enti- put him away. Yeah, you don't think they'd have all the money thrown at catching that thing to study it yeah the only ones i see are like you said jim bob's yeti trail like (laughs) (laughs) we saw one here about four months ago it's like no you didn't i know he's real i was coming (laughs) out of the kroger (laughs) i was coming out of the kroger i saw him limp out he had he he had a look in his eye (laughs) i don't know what he's doing at kroger but (laughs) That's always the st- they're always like I-, I saw him I know he's real, like he was getting into oh. my dog food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so Bigfoot nonsense, Yeti <laughs> nonsense, Mothman nonsense, Loch Ness monster nonsense. But I gotta ask you, Hunter, out of every single one of those cryptids or creepypasta things, which one do you think has the most chance to be real? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm not super familiar with the entire catalog. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But the greatest chance of being real is... What is it that what was that thing called? Um, oh, Siren on, Head. <laughs> Siren Head, yeah. It was on the. Uh, it was on YouTube for a while. There's this. There was this puppet looking creature, and it would tell kids to to kill their parents or to stick a fork in a light socket or whatever. And oh. so I I don't know if that's necessarily a cryptid, but it it definitely was passed around like one. And the name I've forgotten the name of it. But I think that's the most realistic because it's not so much an entity as it is an idea, you know, Mm. and as soon as the idea is passed around, it kind of takes on a life of its own. Right. So um, something in those along those lines where it's like, oh, this thing told me to do something. And then, you know, then it's all on the person. You know what I mean? Amalgamation. Is that that what that's called? Something where like a thought takes on form. That's probably it. So like, I know that a lot of, a lot of the mist, like the slender man, you know, like those girls said, the slender man convinced them to do it. Um, that in my, like, it's a very real and a very scary thing that actually happens, but 
to take it to, if you're asking me which one I think is most plausible, it's got to be that element of it where people are so convinced that it's real, that they, mm. like, they just do things that they would never normally do, you know? Like, were they that scared of something that is obviously not real, that they had to kill someone? Yeah, I, I think with that, there's probably a little psychosis involved. Something, oh, yeah. something not not clicking on all cylinders up and up inside, but <laughs> it's crazy though, man, how those, those things can just take off like that. You know, it's like you said, one person sees it and they believe it. Then the, the idea of it becomes a thing. I think that if any of those had the chance of being a physical real thing, it's gotta be the Loch Ness monster, right? Yeah, I guess, I, think I guess I would answer the same way. Something that uh, lives in the water that, you know, I believe it has an outlet where, or there's underground ways that get can get back to, uh, can get to bigger bodies of water. So uh, I think that if there was one that was most plausible, I think it'd be the Loch Ness Monster. Because yeah. think about how much of the ocean we don't even know about today. Right. There's, there's some life in the ocean that we haven't even seen. And that like, I I was watching document documentaries about the, um, about a lot of the oceanographic science. And there are, there are people who've spent their lives studying the ocean and they'll admit there are things that we haven't ever seen. Oh yeah. I mean, something like 7% or 10% of the ocean floor has actually been, uh, mapped out and discovered, observed that sort of thing. So it's until what all crazy stuff is down there near the bottom, just and if you think about whatever it, it can find, you know we we get concerned with what type of beings could travel through space. You know, like what type of beings could travel all that distance through space? Like we've managed to travel through space, but some of our technology has been unable to get down to some of the parts of the ocean because of the sheer amount of pressure that's down there. Yep. So I'm just saying, it seems to be harder to get down to the bottom of the ocean for us right now than it does to go into space. And isn't it that seems crazy to be. that there that, are... That's just an observation. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's crazy to me that there are animals that live there their entire lives. I mean, there's that one breed of shark that it lives like well over 100 years that lives down in the deep parts of the ocean. Like... How does some? Yeah, how is nuts. something able to withstand all that pressure and that pure darkness and things like that, man? It's just wild. Yeah, I mean, it just—they've just over time they've developed the ability. I know to, to habitate there, down there. They don't have eyes because they don't need them. Yeah, you know, don't have eyes at all. But <laughs> you look at some of the, those uh, angler fish. Is that what they are? Have that little light on their head? Yep. <laughs> uh Crazy how that works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, man, so we've established that uh, most cryptids are nonsense except the Loch Ness Monster. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> works for me. <laughs> uh, good times, man. Well, you got anything else you want to hit on on the cryptid front? Mm. Mm, no, other than just I'm, I'm still interested in... I'm, I watch these paranormal videos on on youtube so i know i know that's kind of a different realm when you talk about that but um oh well we'll we'll dedicate an episode to that because to the haunted stuff oh i've oh yeah i've got a big bone to pick with uh with a lot of those i'll tell you what though i have one story and i'm not i'm not i'm not some kind of crazy conspiracy believe it yourself type thing but i have one story from my life where there was one paranormal experience that i had and i remember it very very clearly and the only i don't tell it as a ghost story i tell it as this was weird and this happened to me and make of that what you will (laughs) so when we do the episode on the ghost stuff we'll i'll I'll tell that story and then we'll let people decide what they think about it sounds like a plan my friend so well, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, a little bit of technical issues mid-thing, but we'll try to make it where you don't even notice till this point. But uh, <laughs> make sure if you haven't already, go check out the Twitter page. Give that a 
give that a follow, converse with us on there. Uh, we still put videos on YouTube. We got mm-hmm. the videos on basically every streaming service that there is. So thank you for listening. Uh, we had a chance to look at the anchor page. Oh uh, yeah. Let me pull that up real quick. Good deal. See if we got any word oh, new. Wow. Uh, Something weird's going on with anchor right now. It's not yeah. loading correctly. Maybe it's just an internet issue. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. We'll we'll do it next time because it yeah, is we'll, like we'll it, hit on. It, it looks like 1992 on here. Like it's a white background <laughs> with Times New Roman. Oh. So something's up with the 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 rendering on here. Good deal. So. Well, again, thank you all for listening. If you can, please give us a give us our a share on there. Uh, tell your friends and family about us. We thank you all, all the sun babies for listening. Thank you for Hunter's grandma, who's our biggest fan. And uh, <laughs> love her, love you, Grand Podcast Grandma, love it. She is. But yeah, just continue to listen, share it, and uh, man, we'll we'll do it again next week, hopefully. If life doesn't happen once again, it feels like it's <laughs> hey, happening you know. more and more often. <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll that's work right. through it. <laughs> this is all for fun and giggles, anyway. But that's right. Hunter, my friend, it's been good talking to you. Good talking to you. Do it again real soon. Absolutely. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.